Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I wonder if I need to uh, hyphenate that episode number next season. (laughs) Do like a 3-01 or 3-02 because quite a few people have asked about that. If it's confusing. Same. Apologies. But it's basically <laughs> basically like on TV, right, where they do season one, season two, season three. You exactly. Know, that's what the first number is, then the episode number after that. So we'll, uh, we may just put a hyphen in there for season three. Or we just educate people on how TV shows are, are done. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Let's educate them about movie or TV shows on a movie podcast. That, I love that's it. Fantastic. That's fine. Let's you know. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are talking about the trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, that oh-so-excellent season of Cobra Kai, and our top 10 favorite films of 2021. Let's get down to our top 10 films. 2021 please note this is views of me and my amazing co-host javier so yep. take, take it or leave it right don't tread us in the comments okay <laughs> take care to leave it if you like it cool if you don't like it that's cool too yeah if you don't know by by now uh this trailer for dr strange in the multiverse of madness was at the end of drum roll, please. Javi inserts drum roll here. Yeah, I'll do it. I got you. Okay, well, okay, cool. It's right there. Um, <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. We have not had a trailer at the end of a Marvel movie since yeah. Captain America The First Adventure, guys. Still kind of on the fence about that. Not sure if I liked it or I didn't like it. 
it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a callback. And it's one of those things that is in Marvel's toolbox mm-hmm. that they don't need to use every time, being that obviously more than 10 years now, this is the second time they're doing it. It's something that, you know, they can use that from time to time, sporadically and stuff, right? So Yeah, and it doesn't leave you on the fence like a question like some of the other ones do where it's like a few seconds or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the trailer was, was awesome regardless. Like, speaking back at leaving you on the fence about what the hell happened, I mean, I still don't know how the hell Fury was not in Far From Home and he was in space the entire time. Still confused about that, okay? Still. So, I need answers. So, anyway, forget all that. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is back. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, man. What were your thoughts about this trailer? So stoked to see uh, Scarlet Witch back on here, Elizabeth Olsen. She hasn't been gone long, but, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing her on screen. And do we know how long that movie is going to be yet? Because it seems like it's going to be like six hours long from this trailer. Like, a lot of stuff going on. It looks like a lot is happening. Um, so Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange, he dropped out for creative differences and the great, talented, awesome Sam Raimi, um, you know, Evil Dead trilogy, Army of Darkness, Spider-Man, one, two, three, the mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire flicks. That's what he did, right? Fantastic director, fantastic movie maker. I don't, like I said, I don't get into the reports, but yeah. I hear that Marvel's letting him make a movie, man. <laughs> I think it's cool, too. Like, we're, we're kind of backing up into the uh, what if, too, a little bit, felt like. Yeah. That Doctor Strange that was in there, that kind of, I don't know if he was necessarily evil. I'm not really sure how to how to label him. I mean, he wasn't, like, thinking good intentions, but... Uh, Seems like he's going to be popping back up, and maybe we're kind of seeing what happened after you know he went kind of crazy with that time stone. Yes, maybe that kind of leads into this a little bit. Let's talk about Chitwell Ejiofor. We didn't see him much in the trailer. Yeah, but what we did see, he looks now. Now he looks like the the Baron Mordor from the comics. Man, he looks like a badass. <laughs> Got the long hair, dreads yeah, down yeah. to his ass. Looks like he packed on some damn weight. Um. It looks intimidating, man. And I think what he brings to the table now, you know, he's been gone since, what, 2017 when this movie dropped? So he's been gone yeah. for plenty of years, plus the blip. Was he in the blip? Was he not in the blip? So many, so many questions, man. Just hitting the yard, right? So. <laughs> Buffing up. Just hit, oh, you said just hitting the yard? Yeah, yeah, he's just hitting the yard. <laughs> Oh, man. Probably, actually. Yeah, that's what it looks like, brother. Um, But no, man, this looks fun. This looks like it's going to be another awesome mystical arts type movie. Yeah, another chance to see a lot of other characters pull into this multiverse once again. I'm starting to understand, man, with you. you. You've been hitting on something the last few weeks you really like seeing other characters in movie in like these other marvel movies like if it's a doctor strange movie you like seeing them pull people in yeah i mean like not necessarily like other characters like uh you know we saw no way home with uh, the other two spider-men uh not necessarily like that but just building the cast more teamwork more 
yeah. more more of everybody getting that screen time, right? Not not having a big gap of storyline where we don't see somebody for two years, right? And then all of a sudden they're just they just pop back up. And that's something I've been enjoying for the last what, 10, 11 years, going on 12 years now, where yeah, everybody just pops in. It doesn't matter if it's for a few minutes or, you know, the whole movie. It's, it's still cool to see everybody. Was that Rhodey at the end of Age of Ultron just kind of doing work with Tony? <laughs> that was badass. That was badass, okay? They're really, like, my dream was to be in the, my, my dream was, one, to be roadie when i was younger i watched that horrible iron man show on fox kids and i was like oh, i'm not I'm, I'm not white so i can't be fox iron kids. man but i could be war machine yeah yeah and just to see them on screen together in the sky doing work that was badass but no i feel you man i feel you i'm a little different right i like like everybody hates on iron man 3 but like i loved iron man 3 because it was tony by himself mm-hmm and I thought that was really badass, uh, having to do everything like him himself, right? The same thing, even though it's not really in canon, that really early uh, Ed Norton, The Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. he was by himself, man. You know what I mean? So I, I like movies like that. And this one, this one's going to do that, but I think it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch front and center with like side roles from everybody else. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everybody deserves their their solo movie by all means. I just mean like don't let them drop off. Yeah. Don't let yeah. them just be gone for a year until, you know, it it works better in the story for them to be there. Just let them pop in every once in a while. Good. A few hundred thousand dollars, you know. <laughs> a couple meal, it's fashion. You got a few minutes, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, we'll get them paychecks. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. But no, yeah, it looks like he's pitting himself against himself yeah. in this movie. And I don't know, man. Uh, this was just a, a quick teaser trailer, but it looks intense. It looks wild. And it looks fun. Yeah. So, what do you think about him playing an evil version of himself? I mean, to me, dude, Benedict Cumberbatch can do no wrong, okay? (laughs) He's one of the finest actors that I've ever seen on screen. Mm -hmm. He was Sherlock, and he was Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. Like, this man is fabulous, okay? So, (laughs) do no wrong. Bring it. (laughs) All right, dude, let's um, talk about season four. You finished it all of Cobra Kai? Oh yeah, yeah. Then the first day came out. I told you I started like yeah. like three in the morning when it when it started. So this is what sucks about uh, living on the East Coast with Netflix drops. Netflix is a California company. Obviously, they're they're global, um, but they're based in California. So all of their shows drop at midnight California time. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for us on the East Coast? We're staying up till three in the morning <laughs> to at least watch one episode. Yeah. If you're like, if you're like Javi, you're watching them all. So <laughs> talk to me. What were your thoughts about this season? Well, I'm just going to say my, my one like real realist statement real quick. Okay. When are they just going to shut the karate dojos down in this town? I mean, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, People dude. Getting their backs broken, houses destroyed. 
you know, going to jail, going to juvie and everything else. And they're not now, dude. They might have a chance to see Carrie Underwood every year. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna shut that shit down. Dude. They might get Drake next. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my one real statement. I mean, it, but uh, it's it's still pulling the nostalgia. Like it's that's not gonna stop. I mean, we we could see that in the very ending of the season if you made it to the last episode. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. do the same thing. You know, the next season that they set up for. <laughs> it's it's really hard to like to like really talk serious when you know it's just it's it's, it's just... difficult, man. <laughs> I know what you're saying here because like, okay, <clears throat> so I was thinking this, man. I watched the entire thing yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Barely, barely left the couch. Oh yeah. Um, it is a, it is a 2021, 2022 show, but like with an 80s concept. Yeah. Right. It's stuck in that 80s con- concept type of thing, right? Who the like you? Got, if you think about this, right? <clears throat> These dojos are businesses, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they make money off of memberships. Okay. These are people, some people get paid, some people eat, some people live. Yeah. Right. And we're going to settle your income by having these kids fight each other. <laughs> like that's, that's the definition of an eighties movie. Right. Okay. How many times, how many times did you watch an eighties movie? It was like, all right, man, we're going to have a bike race and, um, uh, your gym has to leave town. Yeah. Or this, if you ever know, if you've ever seen the early '90s movie Airborne, where it was like, "Yo, man, we're gonna settle this dispute finally." You ready for this? With the rollerblading race, like that's 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 the concept here, what was man. The other like... one? What was the other? What was the skateboarding movie at that time too? Was it a uh, Oh uh, Grind? Yeah, was, was it Grind? Movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think you're right, dude. I think you are right. Yeah. And, there was like there was like a um a snowboard competition yeah, yeah. down down the mountain movie. Everybody had like blonde any... bowl cuts too. Everybody <laughs> had blonde bowl cuts. Everybody looked like Sebastian Stan yeah. from uh Hot Tub Time Machine, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Wow. That was perfect. Like perfect. it was which is like probably the best like eighties movie that did not yeah. take place in the eighties, but by the way. <laughs> um but but yeah, man, that's what this show is, and they're just keeping that vibe. Which is like it's cornballish. Yeah. But for some for something that's so like corny as this show, yeah, it works, man. Yeah. It just works. That's, that's the thing, like it's it, you you just enjoy it. You just yeah. enjoy seeing the next uh the next people up to take over right the the next champions all that stuff and you you just kind of forget that these kids just committed a lot of illegal acts uh very much so. a lot of a Every lot episode. of illegal acts and it's all the same kids playing in this or fighting in this tournament that have done this and you just kind of it's like all right, whatever. <laughs> but you still enjoy the hell out of it. It's like I I feel like 
I mean, obviously, we're. I feel like if, if we lived in the valley yeah. like they did, like season one, episode one, they would have put our ass in jail. We, 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 that that would have been that would have been our character arc right there. I mean, my mom would get a hold of me. I don't know about you. <laughs> yo, yo, first punch, right? <laughs> I'm getting like, I'm getting karate kicked by June. Okay, like you know what I mean. So, and she's the one dragging my ass to jail. I'm not even a cop, right? So. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. <laughs> oh, I feel the same way. I feel the same. I feel way. like I feel like we would not make it long no. in this in this world like these other kids, man. But right. it's it's like I said, it's just fun to watch, man. It's if you haven't seen it yet, you know I don't know where the hell you're doing with your life, but um, just watch it. It's just a fantastic show. The the kids are young, good actors. Yeah. I'm actually gonna say that. Like yeah. that surprising. Um, if you're a big fan of the Karate Kid movies, th- there's a lot of nostalgia there with yeah. uh Zapka and Machio, which is cool. I will say, man, the karate's actually the karate's not cheesy. The karate's not boring, man. And I keep using yeah. words like like that because like <laughs> We shouldn't like this show. <laughs> we really should not. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like that uh, when you go back and watch, like the older Saved by the Bells, um, yeah, stuff like that that we remember being like cool, and we wanted it to be like that, like, like you wanted to be like Zach Morris, you just. Showed up to school and did whatever whatever you wanted to. Every day, yeah. When you watch it now, you're like, I I don't want it to be that way because then I would just be not where I am now, right? Yes. <laughs> like same thing. Kind of watching these guys just fight it out in school and do all this crazy stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be bruised up for like four seasons, right? I want to get my back. Yo, how many times people like came, went to school with a shiner? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just just had black eyes, just just hanging out with black eyes every day, bro. And nobody, I mean, there's just nobody says nothing. It's just like, all right, uh. but we really should not like this show, man. But we do, <laughs> yeah, because it's just fun. It's escapism. Yeah, it's literally escapism, is what it is, and I think that's where the enjoyment comes in because you're. There has been, you know, fights in our school, in high school and stuff, but like a fifty-man brawl, <laughs> just in the halls of South Rowan, never happened. Okay, <laughs> okay. So one thing I really love in this in this season was the fact that the guy Stingray got oh, probation for beating up the kids in the high school. <laughs> yeah. I love that that was a part of the show that you're like, why is this grown up dude just fighting all these kids? And he actually got in trouble for it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> not many other, not many other people did. But... Yeah. Nobody. It was like him and him and Robbie aside from, you know, Miguel having his back broke, but that was in season three. Yeah. 
All right, so obviously outside of uh, our, our two favorite characters, Machio and, and Zabka, um, out of the kids, man, out of the, the students, uh, who was your favorite this season? This season, I'd probably have to say... Um, I guess I have to go with probably Eli. Yeah. I think he had a great, great story this uh, this season. Okay, well, let me tell you what. He didn't have a great story. He had a good, good arc from, yeah. you know, kind of everything making a full circle with him from the first season. From the first season till now, man, he's had probably the best arc of the entire show. Yeah. I agree. To where he started to, you know, you said he made a, a, a circle, but he's he's stronger, he's more confident. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need that hairstyle anymore. Still has the badass back tat. <laughs> um looks like he's gonna get the girl. Yeah. Uh, everything's looking up. You know, he's he's an all valley uh, champion. Everything's looking up for this kid, man. Um, and he he was my, my favorite as well. Yeah. But because you mentioned that, man, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I really liked the the young black kid that they brought on, like uh, Kenny. 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 You saw the you saw the total opposite of of what happened with Eli. You know, this, this kid was all about this Dungeons and Dragons type game. He was a nerd. Um, you know, he loved music and dancing. And he had this innocence about him. And at the end of the season, you know, you saw this hate in his eyes. And mm-hmm. that's a real thing, man. That's yeah. That that that's real. Like where you can take this kid who's just like this big sweet sweetheart and wants to do right by his family and just wants to be the, the new kid. And he get bullied, he gets suckered, you know, he gets mm-hmm. let put down and everything and embarrassed and see him kind of go to the dark side a, a, a little bit, you know, not saying oh, yeah. like, not talking about Cobra Kai, but just seeing all that hate in his eye, man, that, that was interesting to watch. And then there was Robbie who saw this shit in this kid's eye and was trying to be a mentor for, for him yeah. and, you know, understood that he failed. I think those threads, man, are like some of the best writing in the show for as corny as this damn show is. <laughs> um, that's fun to watch. And that's great. Intriguing to me. Cause that's how you get like, all right, fifth season, where is this kid going to go from here? And how's Robbie going to, uh, try to be in this kid's yeah. life. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, and I'll, I'll follow that up with. I think it does tell some great stories, like you said. Yeah, and it's real stuff, just kind of wrapped up in this this world. You don't really think about too much. I mean, I don't think about you know going to school and having full on karate brawls. Right. <laughs> yep. But at the same time it's showing that there are different people around, there are bullies, there are people who get picked on and you know, you gotta I guess keep it together, you kinda get to see what the outcomes are for the most part. Yeah. How many uh we usually don't do this for, for shows, man, but before we hop into our top ten, you probably didn't enjoy a 
single kernel of popcorn at three in the morning. But if you did, how many buckets would you have given this season? Because you basically watched it like a movie anyway. So yeah, it was it was back to back. It was it was a long it was a long day. Just <laughs> <laughs> bloodshot eyes. Yep. <laughs> No, it's hard to to say that. I I didn't really think about it much. Um, I definitely recommend watching it, and I'm yeah. I've watched the other seasons over before I watched this season. I was ready for it. Oh, nice. I think I would go with with five buckets on this man. I think if you watch this season by itself, I wouldn't say it's that fantastic. But when you watch the story from the beginning, from season one through season four, as a whole. Yeah, definitely worth the whole watch to really understand okay. everything. I'm going to take it in the standpoint of this is a, um, you know, 10 episode movie, right? Yeah. And was it really 10 episodes? Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. With uh, you powered through. Man. I was really lost in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Macho had, had me had me locked up. <laughs> I don't even know what to give it. I don't know how many fucking to that popcorn. No, if I look at it from the standpoint that it's just a, a ten episode mo- movie, um, I, I do give this man four buckets of popcorn. This yeah. is pretty good. Just even introducing the characters of where they are in the beginning and seeing where they end up. Hell, uh, just seeing yeah. the, the the maturation between um, Machio, you know, and and Zapka's characters. Uh, when they're work, working together and they keep on messing it up yeah. and then they learn each other's styles, yeah, you know, to them working together to see, you know, uh, LaRusso's kid almost win was just really cool, man. I, I, I think that was, this was a fantastic season yeah, what's and it's been the is, best season so far. And what's fun is they never really, like, really 100% get along. Yeah, they're they're no part of it. There's always tension, and there's always one of them being a smart ass to the other one, or something like that. So it never really resolves. And I thought that was a good part of it. Like it wasn't so cheesy as they became best friends, you know. Yeah, and that's never going to be the case, you know. Yeah. But be able to put your differences aside for the greater good, yeah, is very important. So. I did enjoy that, man. Yeah, I gave it four four buckets. All right, JV. Um, let's finish out the year or start the year. Let's finish out twenty twenty one with style. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say here. Let's do our favorite films. Let's just start ten and work our way to one. Yeah, and we'll just go from there, man. Does that sound good? Yeah, man. I'm just gonna let you know it was super hard not to put every Marvel movie that came out in here. Um, number one uh, <laughs> at number one yeah. I mean one through ten one A one yeah. B one C <laughs> oh that would have been so good um, but yeah we had a lot of good stuff this year um, fantastic year for movies man yeah like I said it was just really hard not to do Marvel 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 so Let's go ahead and hop in, man. So we uh, flipped a coin before we started. Um, Javi lost. So uh, I am doing the first film, right? 
I haven't seen this man since my Christmas party, so right. um, <laughs> there's no flipping of a coin, right. not even on uh, Zoom or whatever yeah. else we use. Um, <laughs> Zoom, please don't sue us. We have no money. Yeah. Anyway, my uh, 10 was Chaos Walking. Uh, this was directed by Doug Lyman. Um, this is a film with an interesting concept, man. Something Lyman does very well. Fantastic cast led by Tom Holland. And it's just a great, interesting story where every male hears each other's thoughts. Everybody can hear the male thoughts. It just it's on the outside, and it manifests itself with whatever the man is thinking. Yeah, this is just really really cool, man. I caught this on television. This wasn't me in the theater or anything of that nature. Um, it has Daisy Ridley in it from uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Right. And it, this was a really, really dope movie, man. I think this, like, I love anything Doug Lyman does. And, I mean, Tom Holland's the hottest movie star on the planet right now. So, I had to see this, man. This was just fun. Talk to me, man. What was that 10 for you? So, my 10 uh, was The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Ooh, nice. Yeah, this was a fun one. I mean, we, we talked about this. And we did a pod on this one, actually. And it's one mm-hmm. I've actually watched a couple times. Actually, more than that. It was, you know, Chris Pratt and basically his daughter. They're together pretty much the whole movie, right? Whether it's his young daughter or his older daughter. There's a war in the future. Future's coming back. And he gets sent to the future to help fight this war. And finds out, oh, his, yeah. da- finds out his daughter is heading up the team to stop the aliens that are coming that are coming after everybody. So one of the reasons I enjoyed this movie was Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's always in the character. You know, he's not afraid to be the character. I just enjoyed his his presence in this movie, his uh, leadership role that he played, and pulling off, you know, a military movie. It's kind of, you know, it's not not something everybody can do if you don't have that that personality and that, that tone to control the situation and control the screen like he did in this one. Yeah, man, this was a really dope film. Um, <clears throat> like you said about the military thing, um, a lot of people, you know, do the, I'm going to spend the weekend and with some mili- some, some ex-military guy to kind of learn and learn from that. But, like, mm-hmm. when Chris Pratt does roles, man, you know, he takes the time. And mm-hmm. you can see the payoff in the film where you're like, yo, this dude definitely was military. Yeah. Right, like that's exactly what he looked like with all his movements, just right. the way that he held his his weapon and everything. Um, that was just fun to watch, man. Yeah. That uh, that was definitely a good popcorn flick. And, and we got to I'm see just trying him. to get. Sw- <laughs> okay, you were about to say it. <laughs> you were about to say. It. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I we cut you off. See- I'm sorry. We got to see the cannons, man. Yeah. We got to see the cannons, man. Swole like J.K. Maybe you know. Yeah. Good God, he was swollen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about awesome, to say man. something about him. <laughs> Let me go ahead and jump over here to uh, my ninth one. So we have Free Guy, um, cool. directed by Sean Levy. This movie, if you haven't seen it yet, man, it's one of the funniest comedies of the year. Um, it's basically PUBG, Call of Duty, Fortnite yeah. as a movie, right? Just everything that your that you or your kid plays as a movie um and it's Ryan Reynolds 
it's just fantastic, man. Yeah. And he's funny, like always. Yeah. Brings the great comedy. And the best thing about this is like the visuals are just stunning. Mm-hmm. The visuals are just amazing, man. With every with every scene, man, it's like oozing and popping with color <laughs> and it's vibrant and it's yep. fun. I just really enjoy this. And this was one that I did see in theater, man. I just had to see it on the biggest screen and definitely enjoyed it. So I don't know if uh, this is the the appropriate sequence, but I actually have that as my number four. Oh, as oh you can really? See, already leaning towards my comedies. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I like it. So that's, okay. that's actually my number four. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Well, let's do this, man. Um, what is your number nine? Uh, I had to get throw one out to my man Anthony Mackey for number nine, and uh, Ooh. damn some uh, Idris uh, outside the wire. Yeah, I'm, we, we looked at this one, man, and uh, just something about Anthony Mackey and playing a role where you know he's supposed to be a robot and. His personality in the movie was, I thought it was great for that kind of situation. I mean, he played kind of, kind of like he had feelings, but also really cold at the same time. Yeah. And I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I think his personality in the movie really walked that line of that android that you would think of, not like Terminator, where it's feelingless, but still believable right as a android i guess he had all of the emotions all of the um, empathy yeah all the care characteristics of a, a human being and but at, you know you find out that he is you found out actually early on that yeah. he is a android and it's just like really weird it's like yo i've never seen an android who's so lively and can get so pissed off and just moves the way he does, man. And Anthony Mackie, bro, yeah. he just brought it in that role. And then when he had to be like a robot, yeah, he did that as well, man. He did that exactly. very good. Exactly. You said that a lot better than I did, by the way. <laughs> I take notes, man. I you take, take notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> on movies that are not even on my list, bro, I take right, notes, right. man. I don't mess, don't, don't mess around. <laughs> All right, man. So we're going to go with my eight. Um, and let me preface this. It's it's eight because it was so good, but I'm not happy with this movie at the same exact exact time. So oh, okay. Dune. Dune yeah. is my number eight movie of the year. It's directed by Denny, um, Denny V. I'm not butchering his name this time. Um, but, man, right. <clears throat> this movie, all-star cast, man. Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, uh, Jason Moa, you know, Timothy Shalamalalalala. I can't pronounce his name either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, all these great people, Stellan Skarsgård. It's just a beautiful movie, man. It's a slow burn, but it's a very beautiful movie. Every scene is just gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, man. I, I think when I, when I think about this dune, Part one in parentheses. Part one. The setup, what they should have put in parentheses. There's, there's two, yeah, <laughs> right. There's two things that I just remember. Right, only watching this movie once. There's two things that I remember, man. One when that ship is just coming out of the water, and it's just the slow mo of the ship, and it's just like 
yo, there's so much texture and visuals yeah. and just gorgeousness in this one scene. All we're watching is a ship coming out of the water about to take <laughs> off. That's all we're watching, bro. It's very but dramatic. The fact that he takes it is, but he yeah. takes so much time, man. He lets the camp the camera just fill up the entire screen yeah. of what's going on here, man. You know, that's one of the things that I remember. The other thing is um Zendaya's eyes, man. You know, though that blue just, man, just that blue worked. popped. Just right? worked, right? Just just worked, man. And every scene that she was in, the seven minutes that she was, you know, it's in screen time. Yeah. You know, you just saw like her in those blue eyes, and you're just really excited for part two and seeing yeah. more of that. Yeah. Man, two of the things that definitely caught my my mind and stayed in there. But it's a great slow burn, man. Action, fun, heart pounding, excitement. Like I said, it's just half a damn movie, man. It's a little upsetting. <laughs> yeah. So my number eight, sir is Eternals. All right, talk to me. That's the first of eight Marvel movies on my list. Good deal. I'm just kidding. There's <laughs> only eight more Good to deal. go. Good deal. There's only eight more to go. Hey, we're, 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 I'm about it, fam. <laughs> uh, this was a, a big, beautiful movie uh, in yeah. itself. The way we're kind of bouncing around and learning about the Eternals and kind of a side storyline to the MCU opening big doors to a lot of big projects that they could they could go off of this thing. I just enjoyed the 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 big world, right? It wasn't just New York. It wasn't just, you know, whatever. It was the universe, right? And yeah. where humanity started and how it was helped to get along. And and the concept of the whole celestial birthing, I guess. I guess we could call it that. Oh, yeah. Yep. That concept of the world was mind-blowing to me because I didn't expect it. I, I didn't know much about the Eternals and the Celestials and how they, they come about, but that really kind of blow my mind in this movie. Yeah, man. Um, the My favorite thing about Eternals is that Chloe uh, Zhao, uh, the director, she was able to shoot on location. So, like, anywhere that they were in this movie, yeah, it was not Hotlanta, okay? It was not Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was it was not on a, on a green screen. Yeah. It was on location almost everywhere. Just some field somewhere. <laughs> right? And, and you felt that, man. And that added so much, like, rich depth to every scene i love that man this movie was just gorgeously directed and it was more of a even though we have these eternals right it was more of a a human movie than really anything that we've seen before outside of like shang chi and black panther it was very human feeling movie even though we're dealing with these beings that are not human at all yeah and just a fun story in the movie, like the storytelling throughout the movie, learning about all that stuff was fantastic. All right, man, move over here. We're going to stay on the Marvel train here. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings, man. Uh, this was directed by my man, Destin, Daniel Cretton. Fantastic cast. Obviously, man. Yeah. Uh, Simi Liu, Aquafina, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Yao, Tony Long. Benedict Wong, just a great cast, man. And 
I grew up loving martial arts films, mm -hmm. loving Asian culture, you know, had a little dojo in a back room in my apartment building where I lived at in New Jersey. The four of us, there was just four of us boys. One of them was my brother, Deshaun, and right, we right. just thought we were literally like disciples of Bruce Lee. Yeah. All right. And this movie, <laughs> man, this was just one of the best action yeah. films of this year, man. But the the action was great. The the stunts were amazing. But just the the connection and the human feel of this this character and how they brought him to life, man. Mm -hmm. You know, in the comics he was very stereotypical for the seventies and the eighties type, you know, Chinese uh <laughs> you know, actor or comic book guy or whatever, but, you know, they added a lot of depth and, and human appeal and, and 2021 flair to this guy. And Simi Lou, man, I, I can't wait. I want to see this guy in a lot more things, man. This kid is charismatic. He could definitely act. He's, he's, he's fun. And he just brings a lot of depth to the MCU and everything else he's going to yeah. do, man. Shang-Chi was just a fantastic flick. Yeah, I actually had that one as my number three. Oh, oh, nice. Basically along the same lines. Be beautiful movie. All right, man. What was your uh, ne next flick? Uh, number seven, I have Army of the Dead, uh, Zack Snyder. Ooh. Uh, I know you're not a zombie movie person. Unless it's uh, Zombieland. <laughs> pass. Fair <laughs> pass. That's fine. <laughs> I really enjoyed the take on this one uh, by Zack Snyder, these zombies and the mix of different type of zombies, the animals, stuff like that. And Dave Bautista, he's become a favorite of mine as far as just him as an actor and kind of the care he puts into what he does is fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Didn't really enjoy this movie at all, but um... <laughs> I, know I know that. I know that. No, but Dieter, like I said, Dieter was was cool, yeah. and uh, you know, Zack Snyder does have a visual style. Love him, hate him, you know, whatever. Yeah. He does have a visual style that's like none other, and um, at there were scenes, man, there were some action scenes that mm -hmm. was really fun to watch for this movie. So I, I I will give him that, man. Glad it was on your list. Yeah, I'm sucker for zombie movies, man. <laughs> All right, so we're up to number six here. I got Edgar Wright's movie, um, Last Night in Soho, man. This had Thomasin McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Terrence Stamp, Diana Rigg. Um, this was a good movie, man. This was... was up? I was going to say, was this the one you went and saw the night we went to see Eternals? Yes. <laughs> yes. We went to go see Eternals a week early. And uh, we had to pivot, so. <laughs> like, I was yeah. already going to see this movie. Like, this was yeah. on the list. Like, I love Edgar Wright. And I want to see all his movies in the theater, man. Um, this was already on the list. I just wasn't expecting to do it that night, so. <laughs> but no, man, um, this was Edgar Wright. And Edgar Wright is known for funny comedies with uh Simon Pegg and Nick Frost but this one it's way different yeah um it's kind of a psychological thriller it's um 
you know, really meaty in regards to the world building and the visual style and what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with, um, you're dealing with a lot. If you've not seen the movie, man, it deals with some really heavy stuff in regards to sex work, mm-hmm. um, sex work under your, not, you know, under your own will, not under your own will. Um, you putting power back into yourself, man, this girl trying to make it in, first getting bullied and trying to make it into the world of, of fashion and stuff, man. And it all, and it all weaves in and out, man, of this kind of thriller. You're trying to figure out it's, it, it ends up being like a whodunit and why. And Edgar Wright style and his flair, man, he just makes it just fantastic. Yeah. I just highly recommend seeing this movie. And I don't want to say too much because this is one of those, like, please watch, yeah, man. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Highly recommend what about you, man? Uh, my number six is The Suicide Squad. Ooh. Ooh. I've returned to this movie kind of an embarrassing amount of times this year, to be honest with you. How many? Go ahead. I'm go not, ahead. Tell I can't us. Say, How many? I can't say. I just watched it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually, you know what? Actually, I started to watch it last night, and then it was it ended up being time to go to bed because I had to go to work this morning, but. It's just something about the, the, the visuals in this movie compared to a lot, of, a lot of other DC movies that have come out. Yeah, yeah. Which is the reason I really appreciate this. It felt like a step forward kind of for that, that franchise to me. Other than like, you know, four-hour Justice League, which if you can't make something awesome happen four hours in a movie, then, you know, you got to... Not good. <laughs> God, Godfather's right at three, yeah. so you already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have all that damn time. You yeah. better make it you good. Make good. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed everybody's uh, interaction in this one, man. From like you know John Cena and Idris Elba, those two were fantastic partners in this yeah. movie. Margot Robbie, she's been awesome since she started playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know, and everybody else down the line, I, I thought it was a great movie, man. And that, that one of the things, like I said, was just the kind of reboot of what I feel like the DC universe was missing was that beautiful, that beautiful scenery, not just all CGI 100%. So the cool thing about The Suicide Squad yeah. is they let James Gunn make a James Gunn movie, right? Yep. DC got out of the way, got out of their own damn way finally, mm-hmm. and was like, let's let this guy who, what, made the two Guardians movies yeah. and the second one made over a billion, like, let this man make a movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie was beautiful, man. It was a comic book movie. Yeah, There was nothing grounded about this right, <laughs> right. <laughs> was, these were you have john cena in a damn tin can hat with the tightest of the movie with the tightest shirt you could have the on tightest that. damn shirt right <laughs> you got you got idris elba just like pulling shit off of his his suit mm-hmm. and turning it into weapons man there's not bridging it into reality yeah. man this was just a yeah. fun movie and then your boy throwing up polka dots in the woods <laughs> Throwing up damn polka dots. Dude, they fought a big ass starfish. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it looks so good. It that's the bridge, right? That's what Yeah. That's what keeps it from being, you know, for lack of a better word, think of right now, outlandish. Cause it is. Yeah. 
But if it wasn't for that grounding with the scenery, then it, it really would have would have looked like a mess, I feel like. Oh yeah. Man, that that was that's a good film to have on your your list, man. I like that one. My fifth one is gonna be No Time to Die. Obviously everybody knows that I'm a very huge James Bond fan and mm-hmm. Daniel Craig has basically been uh my guy, right? There is no other, right? There is Daniel Craig and this is me guys, Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton, and obviously Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Those are one, two, and three for me. Uh Timothy Dalton, if you've not seen his two movies, uh he is Daniel Craig's Bond before Daniel Craig's Bond, man. Just watch him. Trust me, I know what the hell I'm talking about. I've seen them all multiple times. Anyway, man, No Time to Die is the last Daniel Craig movie, uh, James Bond movie. It's directed by the great Kerry Joju Funkanagua. Brought back all the the big players, yes. uh, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, all those big guys, all those great writers, man. Just a fantastic cast. And it was just a beautiful send-off to the Daniel Craig era mm-hmm. of James Bond, but also wrapped into just a bad ass movie man (laughs) just so cool so sexy the women obviously are always beautiful but the cool thing about these women men is like they're not just beautiful they whoop ass (laughs) they kick some ass man that's just really awesome to watch right Mm -hmm. um this movie man it's a little it's about a little over two hours and just from start to finish really fun it adds a lot of depth to the the movies of Daniel Craig's James Bond franchise. And Ana de Armas, just fantastic, bro. She's only in the movie for like seven minutes. That's all you need. And it really pissed and it really pissed me off because like the trailers was jam packed with her, and she was only in it for seven minutes. But, like, what she does on screen and her time with Daniel on screen is just some of the best in the movie, man. No Time to Die on the list. Just fantastic. So, number five for me. uh, This one snuck up on me. Uh, Just came out a few weeks ago. Um, Don't Look Up with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I remember we talked about this one, uh, watching the trailer, and uh, I just had my eye out for it because... I was just kind of curious as to what direction it was going to go in, which is, yeah, <laughs> which is really what had me intrigued. Like, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a heavy comedy, kind of like, um, just kind of making fun of the situations. Yeah. Like a political satire or something. Yeah. I wasn't sure, man. That's what, what hooked me with the trailer and I watched it and it was actually just a really good movie. Yeah. Leonardo, Jennifer, Jonah, uh, Meryl, all of them were just fantastic. They all played a key role, which they played off of each other very well with. Mm-hmm. Just this kind of concept of greed, right, was kind of the, I felt like was the end game for the movie. Was was greed from the higher powers, willing to put the earth on uh on the line for you know materials and and all that i mean you know it was masked with you know we we get this meteor or whatever 
and these materials and we can move forward with technology and move the human race forward. But at the end of the day, it's really just about the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that really controls everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. This one did not make make my list, man. And maybe because I needed the, like a second or, or third watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a like Don't Look Up was a fantastic movie, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was everything that you said it was, and it was more. It was a political satire. It was a satire on how we are with our social media and yeah. what's important to us, right? Mm-hmm. And how we try to hide behind good morning television and shit like that. Yeah. Right. It's just, and you know how we can actually tackle the problems that we're facing as a nation, not getting political or anything guys, or as, as a world, if we can just work together, right. Yeah. Put our stupid petty differences aside and let's find that common ground. And, mm-hmm. and this, and this movie would literally put all that in front of our faces <laughs> right. and showed how dumb we are as a world, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a world, man. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, like don't look up fantastic yeah. flick, man. Yeah. This Definitely is one of the, the, one. the freshest ones in my mind as well. Yeah. Uh, Cause it just came out like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah. A movie I went to go see one night by myself. I was really excited about this movie mainly because like, I really love, uh, King Arthur lore, and I really love Dev Patel, man. Fantastic actor. The Green Knight. This one was directed mm. by David Lowry. Um, and this is about Sir Gawain, uh, a nephew of King Arthur, who sets out on a journey to test his courage and face the Green Knight. Um, visually stunning. Uh, great character development mm-hmm. for uh, Dev Patel's Gawain. How he starts as you know, this, this, I, I'm King Arthur's nephew. So like I'm the shit <laughs> understanding that yeah. like the world's bigger than, uh, Camelot and going out and trying to, uh, do his thing. This was a beautiful movie, man. And you learn a lot about yourself by watching it. You look at this movie and you're watching this movie and you're putting yourself in, uh, Guywin's shoes and you're yeah. understanding like, how would I handle this scenario right here? Or, what would I do right here, man? It's a lot of introspecting uh, thought while you're watching this movie, man. And David Lowry, man, he's just a fantastic, critically acclaimed director, man. This was good. Yeah, this is one I wanted fantastic to catch flick. myself. I just missed my window. I'm glad you got to see it. Uh, my number four was Free Guy, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just fantastic. We already talked about it, though. Oh, yeah, man. Did you get your, see your boy this, Steve in that one, though? Uh, Joe Carey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this was a good movie. And, like, I, I do, like, fantastic with her own stunts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jodie Comer. Just oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then playing, awesome, like, man. multiple characters. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> Which is really badass. She's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we'll jump forward here. Yeah. Uh, my third favorite movie of the year was Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, this was the Daniel uh, Kluwa story about Fred Hampton. 
um, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in the late 60s. Um, this was good, man. This had Jesse Plemons, Lil Ray Howery, Martin Sheen. Um, this had a really good cast, man. This mm-hmm. was directed by Shaka King. Um, I really did. I knew about Fred Hampton. Um, I knew about his 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 killings, uh, being being shot to death while he was in his sleep, but I didn't realize the the fear the agencies and the government had over about this guy when really, you know, he was very strong, but he was just being strong for, um, you know, us black people in in America, especially like his chapter in Illinois. Um, Sean killed at 21, man, 21 years old. Yeah. Right. Um, but man, it's, it's a very poignant movie. Um, I, I highly recommend. Lakeith Stanfield plays the FBI informant. He just a tour de force, towing the line between somebody who's a part of the Black Panther Party and somebody who's working for the FBI as well. Man, mm-hmm. um, this was a good flick, man. It was, it was it's definitely hard to watch, right? But still, a fantastic flick, man. Highly recommend it. So my number three was Shang Chi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. What was your um Shang Chi? Because we really haven't talked about that much. I know we talk, okay. you know, we don't we see a lot of movies together, and we like to leave everything for the pod now. Mm-hmm. But you know, there was like th- he had like three or four different really good fight scenes in the movie. Yeah. Man. Which one was your favorite? I think the one that was kind of the. I mean, it's still hard to say. Like the most realistic uh, fight scene. But uh, basically, the first one, we're on the bus and he's fighting uh, Razor Fist, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Just like that's that turning point in the movie where he's not just some guy who's hanging out and parking cars. He's a badass fighter, you know. Yeah. And he just comes out strong, and you know, it's super unexpected. Like it just went so hard, so fast, <laughs> you know with that scene and the way it ended up, you're just pushed into a different point in the movie. You're, you're pushed into his story at that point. Um, and pushed into the rest of the movie and not just wondering about like, what are we doing here? Cause at the beginning you think is they introduce him and it looks like he's a, a, a millionaire, right? It looks like he's getting out of a BMW yeah. and he's <laughs> dressed all smooth and stuff. And he was the valet. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun turning point in the movie. I I, I like that scene as as well, man. Yeah. Um, I do. In, from that scene, I like how Katie's like, "Dude, calm down. This kid's like he's a valet driver. Yeah. He, he's he's nothing." And then <laughs> right. like, Aquafina's like, "Wait, what the hell is happening right now? Who the hell are you?" Right? Like, I just right. I, I love that kind of turn there because she's us. She's us experiencing this, Sean. You know, to go into Shang Chi. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, no, man. Um, the the whole movie was fantastic. Um, I I do really enjoy the bouts with, and you know, this is just me, and I'm really dialogue driven. Yeah. Um, I love the conversations between him and his dad, man. Oh yeah. Every conversation, oh, yeah. dude, because you know, like the love was was there between yeah. the two, but also the the hate for each other as well. 
very emotional. Like there was, it's it was very emotional, yeah. man. And the fact that like Marvel is making these type of movies, man. They did it with you know Eternals. They did it with Black Panther, right? Um, they did it with how uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character felt in um, WandaVision, yeah. right? Like just just getting these. It's not just like deadpan, right? It's really emotional, awesome performances, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that, bro. Mm-hmm. And that, that them two, uh, Simi Liu and and Tony Luong in those scenes together, man, was just electric. Right. Yeah. It shows you a little bit more than just uh, the superhero, right? Yeah. It shows yeah, you it's that it's the man as well. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Dope. Cool, man. You're gonna be surprised about number two, brother. <laughs> okay. You're gonna be surprised, man. Um. Your boy Jason Statham came in at number two for me, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, I really love The Wrath of Man. Yeah. How many times have I talked about this movie, dude? I've talked about this movie all year Every long, time bro. Jason Statham comes up. He's... <laughs> I really loved this movie, man. And I guess it was the direction by Guy Ritchie, who's one of my favorite directors, man. This was just really cool revenge flick, but it was like a whodunit revenge flick, yeah, right? Yeah. The the normal revenge flick is like, I know who, like, like John Wick knew who killed his dog. He just needed to go handle business, right? right. Um, usually in revenge flicks, you know who killed your wife or your kid or whatever the case is, so you're just set out. Going after Wrath of Man person. was kind of a, a mystery where, like, Nobody knew who the hell anybody was. And it <laughs> yeah, was yeah. this unraveling of a movie to find out, like, who all these players are, man. Because you get thrown right into day one mm-hmm. of this movie. And it's just, man, it's just fun, man. And it's it's my favorite Jason Statham movie that I've ever seen him in, bro. And I, I, I don't like Jason Statham, <laughs> but I like Jason Statham and directed uh, <laughs> directed by, by, by guy <laughs> yes like, <laughs> yeah gotta add Yo. that on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good man so good so good that's awesome dude that that is actually very surprising but that's fine <laughs> uh i have my number two as ghostbusters afterlife nice a lot of young actors that, well, you know, they're young, but they've been doing it for a minute as well. And then you got Paul Rudd. And you got Carrie Coon. Just a, a solid cast that worked together so good uh, with, yeah. you know, a good director. And making you feel like you're just continuing where we left off almost, right? Getting a lot of questions answered. Getting, uh, uh, you know, some a lot of throwbacks. A lot of fun dialogue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of updates, you know, like uh, with the Ecto-1 and uh, learning, uh, getting into the fun of the equipment, stuff like that. It just took me back, and I really appreciated this movie and the way they put it together. I I, uh, definitely agree, man. This was a movie that, it's that nostalgia factor, right? That's what... That's what all these movies try to do. When they try to do a, a remake or a reboot or a continue in the franchise or whatever, they, they try to, you know, hit that nostalgia factor yeah. for anybody who's who's a fan of the franchise. And I'll be perfectly honest, man, not many 
uh, movies do it. They don't do not they do not do it well. Or when that moment happened, when that nostalgia fact moment happened, you're like, that was trash. Yeah. But this one, man, and I think it was because you have Jason Reitman, son of Ivan, mm-hmm. who knows and, and loves the source material, right? right? Knows and loves the these characters. Um, he had his dad there on his ass the whole time too. Exactly. Yeah, that a lot. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like be it's like my dad and your dad right there. Boy, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Move over, right? <laughs> um, right. So, but no, he he presented like a labor of love and yeah. knew what the fans wanted, um, and just delivered, man. Just yeah, it, just great. Continuation. Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of skated in and out, right? It, it was its own movie that had that bit of nostalgia in it it wasn't the whole movie it wasn't that wasn't the point of the movie the point of the movie was to move on with the story but still let you know that everything before it still existed and the reason behind a lot of it leaves us both with uh one more to go and it's no mistake it's not even a surprise obviously fast nine right no way home right oh no it's not fast nine I messed it up, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... All right, guys. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, season two of Movie in a Pod. We probably won't be back for season three after that note, guys. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Spider-Man No Way yeah, Home, man. Definitely. This movie, you know, we just talked about with Ghostbusters, but the nostalgia factor. Yeah. It was like cranked up to 10, right? <laughs> For this movie. It was everything, man. It was literally like 20 years, 19 years, 20 yeah. years or whatever worth of just Spider-Man movie lore. <laughs> and come on, man. They just yeah. delivered, brother. They just delivered, man. So my favorite thing about this movie was we have characters coming back. But it's a new story. You know, we, we're seeing, uh, you know, William Defoe, seeing Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire coming back and uh, playing these characters again. But we're not repeating. We are flowing through Tom Holland's storyline. Yeah. And there were some corny parts of the movie, but I think that's what made it so much fun as well. Like the back cracking, them finally asking each other about their webbing. <laughs> You know, like, and that's what you think of, like, you know, it just comes out of his wrist. I mean, come on. I mean, how is nobody, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's the first thing you're going to ask him, right? When you're asking about Spider-Man powers. Of course. (laughs) Where's your weapon come from? But that was my favorite part. Can it come out of anywhere else on your body, right? Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing with these characters that we love and we watch just follow the new guy in town, right? Tom Holland's still the head still still the head of the movie. And these are these guys are his backup. I think it was the strength of uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly you, what yeah. it was. The strength of seeing like that in the response that uh Marvel Disney and Marvel Sony was like, yo, like that movie did crazy numbers. Yeah. It was so good, it won a bunch of awards. How awesome would it be to see? I think like Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal was like, how dope would it be to see like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield with our guy Tom Holland, like all yeah. in one movie together? 
pointing at each pointing at each other, right? Like that 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 is that is gold, right? right. That's a billion dollar movie, <laughs> right there, right? Like you remember uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they just showed like that three minute clip of like Baron Zemo just dancing, yeah, yeah, right? And like the internet went crazy <laughs> about that. Yeah, he's just, give he's just give me twenty minutes of just. Give me 20 minutes of all the Spider-Man just pointing and like yeah. yelling at each other about who's who or whatever. Yeah. That's a billion dollar movie right there by itself, man. Oh, yeah. We get so much more, man. We get a a a Spider-Man and and Tom, Peter Parker and Tom Holland who wants to fix the lives of his friends. Yeah. Um in him obviously, but once he finds that he's in this shit by bringing all these other villains from other uh, multiverses to his universe, um, he, his quest, and it's not really stated. Yeah, Aunt May kind of says it a little bit, but he's his quest at this point is to be the best Spider-Man ever. Yeah, right. Like Tobey Maguire has 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 killed or have been a part of a death. Andrew Garfield. Same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the Spider-Man lore, man. Like, that's just what happens in these Spider-Man type movies. Um, yeah. You know, and that's what happened to Mysterio as as well. So I'm not saying, like, Tom Hardy's, like, Tom Hardy, excuse me, he was also in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man ever, but that's what his quest is. So yeah. instead of killing the, these guys or sending them back to their world and dying, he, he sets out to use the... What the hell was that damn machine called? Um, uh, I don't know. Just some kind of fabrication machine. I don't... The fabric. Yeah. Yeah. The Stark Fabricator yeah. 9000. Okay. We'll call it <laughs> yeah, that. It okay. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. Also a good name for this pod, by the yeah. way. Uh, so write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sets out to, you know, heal these guys. And I think that is very important, man, how he's not listening to anybody else, but his aunt may and his, his own modus operandi to kind of do the best thing and be the best Spider-Man. Yeah. But there's a bunch of bumps and bruises and stuff that happen <laughs> on the way, way to that, man. This was the most fun I've had in the theater all year, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was a fun, fun audience dynamic. People laughing, clapping. I'm sure. There's a lot of people crying sometimes some sniffles every now and then um yeah <laughs> but yeah man i mean just to see just to see these guys interact and work together right it wasn't like a fight each of them knew what they needed to do they they took control of their you know their people you know their villains you know i know what to do with this guy i know what to do with this guy and work together and then interact with like ned right so yeah, the one scene like Ned's like, "Hey Peter," and all three of them look, and then he's like, "Parker." <laughs> he's like, they're like same name, same name. <laughs> oh, dude, just just fan, fantastic writing, man. Just everything you could want out of seeing these three people together. I do like also how um, Andrew Garfield kind of comes out of the sling ring, and you know they're all. Uh, MJ is like, you got to prove it, man. You got to prove that you're Spider-Man. There's, there's just no way in hell. And like the way that he proves it and stuff like that. Just awesome. But he argues a little bit first, right? He's like, I'm not going to do that. That's that's so degrading. But, but that's the, but that's the cool thing about like his Spider-Man, his Spider-Man, his Peter Parker 
kind of had a little chip on his shoulder, you yeah. know, was a little cocky a little bit, you know, <laughs> could talk a little shit. Yeah. And that's what was fun. Um, and then you have Toby Maguire's Peter Parker, who is definitely more docile, yeah. um, definitely more chill, definitely in his, uh, that's... you know, he's now dressing like a, like a youth pastor, yeah. right? Um, which was my favorite line of the whole movie, and dude. That, like that smirk of his, man. Just yeah. his little his little smirk he has <laughs> is fantastic. So you're just gonna you're gonna fight crime dressed as a youth pastor? That's what we're gonna do out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but then the reveal, he just pulled down his like collar yeah. and just saw like you were like, All right, it's go time. Yeah. Let's go. The original <laughs> Raimi suit, man. Just so dope. Uh, <laughs> But like even where where they have been, right? Um, you know, Tobey Maguire, you know, he's doing his thing with his MJ and kind of living the Spider-Man life. I feel like I feel like if you were gonna do it, like he is as a Spider-Man in his thirties. Mm-hmm. Garfield's the Spider-Man in his twenties, and <laughs> then we have Ta- Holland, who's the teenager, right? Yeah. Um, 17, 18, whatever. And I feel like, you know, that's three generations of, of Spider-Man there that we got to see, man. And Holland learned from, from them. I don't mm-hmm. think that movie ends. And I think that movie does not end without him understanding and learning something from the two other Sp- Spider-Man. Man. Mm-hmm. This is just a labor of love. I think <laughs> this movie is, man. Ah, don't yeah. let me get emotional, bro. It's so awesome to watch. Drop that one tear. Got that one too. <laughs> Gangsta. Let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh the three we, we've had three generations of Spider-Man, obviously yeah. all in this movie. Oh boy. Uh which one's your favorite, brother? Okay, let me back uh, up. Let me back uh, up. That's... Which one's your favorite Peter Parker? Let's let's just say this. Let's let's start here. Okay. So Tom Holland. When I think of Spider-Man and Spider-Man being in high school, Tom Holland's who I would see. Yeah. Young, just, you know, just kind of just fits in. He's just goofy. He's trying to find himself, right? He's uh, just trying to please everybody. He's trying to find a father figure. He's trying to just find a place. As Spider-Man, kind of the same way. Still got the teenage feelings like he's trying to prove himself he's trying to find where he belongs you know what he's supposed to be doing with his powers and all that so all the way around i have to go with tom holland okay as as a balanced character andrew garfield you know he was when he's in his suit man and he's just performing he can show so much emotion without even saying anything yeah you know it's the way he moves if he's just if he's just chilling you know he's He's just kind of swaying. He's kind of doing his thing. You know, he, he just shows a lot as Spider-Man, even with his face covered. Agreed. Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, I think is my favorite. Okay. He was funny. He was, I don't know. He just had, he just had this thing when he was Peter Parker made me feel more of like, this guy's really trying to hide this secret. He's just trying to be cool all the time. And you would never suspect him at all. Of being anything other than a nerd, Andrew Garfield's a little yeah. too cool. He was a little too cool. <laughs> he he was he yeah. was man. <laughs> he was, he was really he was really cool as Peter Parker, really chill. Like he didn't seem like a nerd, right? Like a like a geek that just that was really smart and all that. He just was just too cool for me. 
Oh. <laughs> what about you? I love Andrew Garfield as um, Peter Parker. I think he embodied, like, the comic book Peter Parker mm-hmm. as far as, like, just showing how he's feeling and how he's down on on his luck. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he's a better, he's... he's definitely a better actor in general. Yeah, and I think that, like, <laughs> rang through. I think that yeah. that's exactly what rang through, right, man? Like, yeah. I, he is just a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. And him as Peter Parker was fantastic. Yeah. Him as Spider-Man... I got the feeling, especially in the first movie, he was too much of an asshole. Spider-Man, he picks fun, but he's not like a bully. He was definitely the cockier, more, yes, like I said, bully of, of all of them, yeah. Right, he knows, like, dude, I can crush you with this punch. <laughs> you know, it was, it was like that. <laughs> but, but, with that but with that said, the one... Um, the one thing that I do remember, especially from the the first Amazing Spider-Man, is uh, Garfield was in the suit, you mm-hmm. know, mask on and everything, and just the way that he like tilted his head, and I guess it was the camera work, man. I was like, dude, that's spooky, man. This guy's Spider-Man, like that, yeah, smooth, like smooth insect, right? Insect, man. very, very, very. Um, but I I will say, man, just Tom Holland in the suit as uh, Spider Man, he just kick ass, dude. Just kick ass. It's it's that it's that angst. It's that yeah. thinking, right? Always talking, right? Always talking through something and, and trying to figure it out. That's what I loved about Spider Man in the comics. That's what I loved about Spider Man in the TV show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He talked to. I think I did. I tell you. He that? talked to I himself. I, yeah. I think I texted you that right. I was like, I was watching this <laughs> Spider Man cartoon, and this dude just talks himself the whole the whole show. The entire show, right? <laughs> but that's what he—that's what he yeah. did, man. That's what he yeah. did in the comic books. That's what he did in the TV show. Yeah. And like, Holland did that. Holland talked yeah. to himself the entire time, man. Like, and I'm yeah. like, yo, that's comic book Spider-Man. Yeah. That's TV show Spider-Man right there, where he's just trying to figure it out, <laughs> figure it out. Like the whole—the whole thing when he's taking, when he's uh, trying to trap. Uh, Doctor Strange, he does it with math and geometry and stuff yeah. like that. That's that's perfect, man. It doesn't get better than that. What do you say? What only thing cooler than magic is math. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. And then there's uh, McGuire. Yeah. Um, I obviously he's the OG triple OG Spider Man. <laughs> the man was like 55 when he got cast in the role, but I'm still bad about that <laughs> i also feel like he was a little too buff for me as a spider-man right you know he was like just a little too big it was like jason momoa as spider-man yeah it was like jason momoa as spider-man is what it kind of looked like you need to have um, that swimmer's body is what you're saying yeah right right <laughs> andrew andrew yep. and tom both have that yeah um so that's slender so it looks like he can just like kill somebody with one punch is yeah. what Toby did. But I will say for what Toby did with the role, man, um, you really felt him as Peter Parker that like the world was always shitting on him. <laughs> and you can tell that in yeah. his eyes. Every time something yeah. happened, you know, Raimi would put the camera right dead in front of his face and you would see all that emotion. Yeah. But he'd be like, gotta keep going. 
Yeah, I, I think shit on by a bird, but I got to keep going, man. That's good acting to <laughs> that's, me, right? So. That's what it was for me, man. Like, like I said, him being Peter is just, he just had that. Even though he was, you know, middle-aged at that time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had... The, Grandkids and shit. He had, he had the, that kind of teenage, uh, the world's against me kind of thing. Everything's going wrong. But, oh, yeah. So I did w- went ahead and uh, reached out to a few of our listeners yep. and, you know, j- just asked the question about what was their favorite movie, man. What made the list? Obviously, Spider-Man. Yeah. Mortal Kombat was on the list. Okay. Mortal Kombat was up there, bro. Okay. Yeah. So Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat, obviously a lot of the movies that we talked about, No Time to Die, yeah. Dune, all, all that st- stuff, man. Um, but there was actually some other ones, brother. Go ahead. There was some definitely other ones on the list as well, man. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, let's go. All right. The French Dispatch. Okay. So that was a really, really good movie. Uh, it's it's on my list. Joe Bell. Um, there is uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That, that was one I had to had to take off because I already have like three other ones on there. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Spencer. Um, that movie with Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. was good. Old, uh, Stillwater, Nicholas Cage's pig was some people's favorite. It looks super creepy. Kenneth Bragnon directed Belfast. Everybody said, a lot of people said that was a good movie. Um, what I was surprised that did not make the, the list for people, for us and for people who did not tell me. Okay. Was uh, Res- Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City, man. I was a little upset about that, bro. Really was looking yeah. for somebody to say. I mean, it wasn't going to be on my list. Not, uh, not on mine either. I thought you were going to come through, or somebody else was going to come through. So, my my wife, who's one of the biggest Resident Evil fans, uh, told me I better not have it on my list. So, <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. Nah, man, 2021, before we end, man, 2021 had a uh, a good slate of, of movies, man. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah. like what, um, I do like Apple TV, I do like Amazon Prime, I do like these streaming services are dropping these movies on there. Also did like and- what HBO Max did do and release all their 2020 slate of movies, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong yeah. on... HBO Max, same day. It had them up there for like 14 to 15 days. I thought that was really cool, yeah. man. And originals, too, um, from all of them. They've had some pretty good originals, yeah. uh, you know, whichever service you're you're watching. Yeah, man. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, this year full of movies, man. Yo, well, Javi, um, yeah. I got nothing else, brother. You? No, man. I got a lot of, a lot of editing to do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Joking, guys. He's not going to edit shit. No music or nothing. Just, just exactly how it came out. That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So, um, this is uh year one season end of season two yeah. of Movie in a Pod, guys. Wow. Um, let us know how we did this year, man. Let us know uh, what episodes you you like, the format, the movies. Let us know what movies that you want us to to review or, or talk about guys yeah. this has been really fun and we're gonna take a quick hiatus recharge the batteries oh, yeah. and come back strong for season three man we got some good stuff in store guys
All right, guys. Well, like always, I'm Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I'm Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Like always. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.